So guys, everybody watching, this is my dad, Mr. Bryant D, Bryant D. Morrison. Um, a lot of people that watch know my dad, know who you are and stuff like that, but they don't really know about you. So I don't really have any topics planned for today, but um, if, you, if you're okay doing it, will you talk about, um, I don't know, kind of like your journey leading up. I think your journey is kind of interesting leading up to where you're, what you're doing now and then what you're doing now. Um, I guess I could start with kind of my life yeah, and kind there. of where, where that, you know, cause I grew up in Oklahoma, um, grew up in Oklahoma city and, uh, uh kind of lived in the city, but we had a place at the lake. Um, it was very, uh, I don't know, kind of almost a white picket fence life. I had two older brothers that were quite a bit older. Right? Yeah. Quite a bit older, 10 and 12 years older. And, um, both parents worked, um, and, uh, really was, what did your mom do? Why did I not know that? So she was, um, she was for years. She worked at the National Cowboy Hall of Fame. That's right. In yeah, Oklahoma okay. City, and funny. she was editor in the magazine for called Persimmon Hill Magazine. And then it, I don't know, was it her late forties? Her late forties. Her late forties. Okay. Um, she decided to switch careers. She went back to school. She went back to college, and she got a degree in respiratory therapy. So she was That's a respiratory yeah. therapist, which would be really prevalent right now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She was a respiratory therapist, I guess, for 20 years. My dad, um, my dad owned his own garage. Okay. He was a mechanic. Yep. He was a, in the Korean War, was a mechanic on, on uh, uh, airplanes. He went to Korea, right? He, he no. was not in Korea. He was in okay. occupied Germany uh, okay. right after the war, World War II, but served through the Korean War. Um, uh, still in occupied Germany, fixing airplanes and things. He worked on the P-36. Um, uh, which is a, a dual engine airplane. Anyway, so he um, uh, went on, and in, in life, he owned his own business. He had yeah. his own garage. Mechanic, right? As a mechanic, yep. yeah. Worked on cars. And um, so both my parents worked and really instilled a work ethic in me, I think. I think that yeah. had an effect on you? Like, I think it did. Because I can see already, like, in my life, how it's been affected. Like, if you really think about it. Right. Your parents. Are you getting Molly? Thank you. Will you also shut that window for me, Dustin? Yeah. Okay. I'll edit this out. Continue. Okay. You're good. So, yeah, we had, um, uh, growing up, we had, um, you know, we we didn't have a whole lot, but my parents never, I don't feel like I ever did without growing up. Right, yeah. Um, both, were, you know, very blue-collar, working-class folks. Um, and then, we, I guess, I guess the main thing for us is that we had, um, we had a close family, um, Going on, I went to Oklahoma State University um, and then ended up, I uh, worked at a place called Garfield's, which was a restaurant. Yeah. I was kind of a waiter, bartender in, in that, um, which is about 1989, I met your mother, I met Amy. Yep. Um, we both worked at Garfield's together. You were her uh, boss, right? Well, actually, when we first met, oh, you weren't I first? was a bartender okay. and a waiter um, at that, so she was the hostess. Gotcha. Um, later on, uh, I got into management. I remember the one of the owners calling me. They had I don't know eight or nine locations. I think at that yeah, time, yeah. pretty decent sized little. Uh, Which is out of business now, isn't it's it? It's out of business now. Yeah. I, did, I didn't put it out of business, <laughs> but um, so he called me one day and said, "Hey, have you ever thought about management?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm in school." Yeah. But I can do that. I was making quite a bit of tips, yeah. and so it was not almost you know, like why. You're almost right. like, why would I want to do it? People do that so much, don't they? And then, yeah. 
And then I had the one influence of a, a, a manager named Rhonda that, that I worked for that um, said, hey, you would be perfect at this because you're a natural leader. Hmm. Never considered myself really a natural leader. Yeah. She said, you can just, you can people, you can tell people what to do and they'll just kind of do it because they want to do it for you. I yeah. said, okay, cool. I'll try that. Yeah. Um, learned how to do kitchen, um, you know, food ordering, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, through kind of going through the ranks, but um, I uh, got into I was an assistant general manager um, at the age of 19, um, and then uh, really got um, through that over the next three years. Was doing that. You were uh, assistant general manager for three years? Assistant general manager, and, and moved around to a couple of different stores. And then what, what I did was is um, uh, I'd go over and take over the GM spot in a store. So they moved me to Wichita, Kansas for a while, <laughs> and I, I really got that store up and running again. GM had left, so I was the temporary GM. Gotcha. So I was floating around as a GM. Huh, I, know to, you, Wichita, I never knew you went to Kansas. Yeah, went to Wichita, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas went to um, uh, a couple of different restaurants in Oklahoma City. I actually went to Dallas when they opened up a store in Dallas for and them. They just helped with the opening? Or? Yep, yeah. helped with the opening, helped train all the staff. So I was kind of that, that corporate trainer for yep. a little while. Um. And then, uh, so after Garfield's, after Garfield's, um, got married, um, somewhere in there, 1990, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, mom, got married to, to Amy. Um, you know, we had, we had dated uh, six months, seven months and decided to get married. Um, went to work for a, a, a food service distributor called, uh, craft. Uh, well, at first it was William E. Davis foods. Okay. Um, which was a, a local distributor of Oklahoma City, but it really had a big area. I went to work for them in, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and uh, had a territory selling groceries. I sold to hospitals, nursing homes, um, mom-and-pop restaurants, chain restaurants, everybody. I kind of drove a big ter- territory from Fayetteville down to Mena, Arkansas, if anybody knows Arkansas. A pretty big territory. Um, you would drive a lot? Drive a lot. So you go in and talk to them, try to sell go them in, stuff? Go in, go in, go well, in. Uh, some of them, I, built, I had about eight or nine clients that I took over when I went there. Okay. And uh, so long and short is I had um, I built rapport with a lot of the restaurant people because I already knew the restaurant. Right, yeah, it was easy to talk to them. Yeah, yeah, so some of the sales, you know, some of the sales guys really hadn't been in a restaurant before. And so my specialty was more the mom and pops. Yeah. Um, more talking to, yeah. you know, Joe's Diner, uh, talking to the guy that opened up his own subway sh- or sandwich shop. Yeah. Because um, you could relate. Because I could relate. Yeah. They could relate to me. They'd ask me questions and I'd help them out with yeah. food cost control and labor sure. control, um, their controls. Uh, I'd already, you know, worked with a and l so And in, around that time, yeah, Daniel, right? Yeah. So in one, 1991 in Arkansas. in Arkansas, we had our first child, which was Daniel. Um, and, uh, so after that, is that Nick? Yeah. Sorry guys, we're outside of my parents' property, so. Yeah, I apologize. They got someone driving up. That's right. Go ahead. <clears throat> um, Daniel. We had Daniel. Um. Daniel's my, the oldest in our family. Right. Daniel's now 29. 29, yep. Yep. And, um, so moving forward, uh, fast forward a little bit. I went to, left there, went back to Oklahoma City to work for Kraft General Foods. Which is a similar job? A similar job. I did the same thing. I sold groceries. I sold groceries actually in downtown Oklahoma City. Um, 
what was interesting about that job is I, I really just focused on the downtown area. There was a lot of huh. little eateries downtown. And one of my main clients were these, these vendors that the government set up in these little sandwich shops that were called, uh, they were blind. The, the guys were blind. So they had government assistance, but they actually worked. They, did a, they had a job. You mean like the owners or the so people working there? So, so the state government was a part owner in it. It was in all the state buildings. Okay. And the people that owned those restaurants or the managers of those restaurants were all blind. That's interesting. And huh. so all there was a lot of government agencies and government entities around there that had those blind vendors, blind uh, managers. Yeah. You know, they had people working for them that could see. Yeah. So I don't know if it's funny or not, but it, what was funny <laughs> is I could come in and say, hey, you need this. Do you want to you try it? And they had to, always had to taste everything. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. couldn't just show them a picture. Right, right. Or, hey, here's a, here's a new Which probably easier cheese. to sell them when they taste it. Here's though. a new cheese to look at. Yeah. Here's this. Um, and... and I just got to say one of the funniest stories is one of the blind vendors. I said, I said, how are you today, Doug? And he said, I'm good. He said, hey, you want to go see my new car? Was his name actually Doug? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Remember that. So I said, Doug, I said, I said, Doug, you're blind. You're, you're kidding. You know, no, I, I bought a new car. Yeah, yeah. Does he feel so he took car? me down to see his car. Yep. And he wasn't all the way blind. Like he wore these bottle glasses. Yeah, like he could like, see blurry or something. Yeah. yeah. But he couldn't, he couldn't even read my sales sheet. He'd have to put it up to his face yeah, like this. Yeah. He said, well, I drive it around the block a couple of times. I don't, you know, my daughter doesn't let me drive. I was about to say, that's sketchy as a car. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah. So. Was the car ugly or what? No, it was oh, actually okay. a brand new Dodge truck. I thought so. you were going to tell me it was like a piece of crap. No, no. Okay. No, no. I guess they I guess they did pretty well in those little yeah. eateries because they fed everybody in these these high, high-rise high buildings. Right, so everybody come down and get lunch or whatever. Correct. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of stuff like that's gone. Maybe it hasn't, but I feel like. It's all switched from like that kind of stuff to like cafeterias, and right? In those buildings, like I was downtown. Jack and I were downtown Oklahoma two years ago. No, last year. Maybe it was two years ago. Whatever. We were downtown there, and um, in one of the buildings downstairs, there was like five restaurants in a cafeteria style. So oh, it had a little tunnel down there. Yeah. 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 Which is cool. It's. Still, I, I, I actually served a lot of those restaurants I figured, that yeah, were in that I little figured. tunnel area. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called downtown Oklahoma City, yeah. but you know now in a lot of these places, everybody's rented these buildings and they yeah. have these little cool eateries, yeah, totally chefy style things. Yeah, that's what that it was. wasn't around then. Yeah, so it was an Italian well, place. Oklahoma City wasn't that big either. Well, I'm saying it? anywhere. Yeah, I'm saying Atlanta, right, right. No, Dallas. Yeah, there wasn't all these little chefy, neat little mm-hmm. little concepts around. So back then, it was you had a sandwich shop, you had an Italian place, you had a Mexican place. Right. Yeah, that's about it. You yeah. know, and then you had. A burger place, obviously. Yeah, here and there. Yeah. Um, so, I serviced them, um, and unfortunately, um, well, I, it, let me move forward. After I left Kraft General Foods, I had been talking to some gentlemen I went to church with. Um, in the meantime, we had, uh, by the time we moved back to Oklahoma City, we had Elizabeth, Amy, Elizabeth, which yep. is Lizzie. Um, she was born in '93. Yep. Um, so our first, our first little girl. And then Christian was our second little girl. Um, so uh, anyway, so so Lizzie was born then, and then we went on to um, uh, been talking to a gentleman that I went to church with. Yep. And uh, Chuck. Uh, his name was Chuck, Chuck Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. Went with uh, Gary Gerard and Chuck Harrison were were pretty you know I knew them pretty well. Yeah. Um, they were partners with a gentleman called named Ralph Mason. Yeah. So they had a company called. Man, all the have all of them passed away since. 
Um, well, no, Gary Gerard's still alive. Gerard's still alive? Okay. Yeah. But Ralph Mason passed away, and then Chuck Harrison did too, right? Yeah, Ralph Mason passed away about two years ago. Yeah. Chuck passed away about three, four months ago. Yeah, it wasn't very long. So, um, long story short is they had a company called Mason Harrison Gerard yep. in Oklahoma City. Mason Harrison Gerard at the time had, I think, around 250 Sonic drive-ins. Yeah, which is a ton. Which yeah. is a ton. Yeah. yeah they for, were the biggest franchisee, weren't they? The biggest franchisee, and they still yeah. are the biggest franchisee. Are they still the biggest? Okay. Yeah, they bought and sold some restaurants over the years. I think right now they're in that 350 range. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I can't keep up. Right. Yeah. Because they went down to like 120 at one time. Oh, really? Huh. Sold a lot. Acquired some more. Built it back up. So, huh. and, and since changed partners. Right. Yeah. Had um, had anyway. So I went to I went to church with a couple of those guys and and uh, knew that I was in the restaurant business. Knew that I had been in food service, and so I, I ended up talking to Chuck Harrison after church one day. Yeah. Went to his office, and he says, "Well, what do you want to do?" Started telling me about Sonic, and I I grew up in Oklahoma City. Yeah, so you Oklahoma Sonic. City. We had I had a Sonic that was two two uh, two blocks from my school. Mm-hmm. Everybody hung out at Sonic. Something that people up here don't understand is Sonic in the South. First off, there's more Sonics than there are McDonald's. Yeah. Right. And second off, it's a cur- cultural thing it in is. the South. Up here, it's not really that way. It's more so than like when we were in Indiana and stuff for sure, and yeah. Colorado. Well, Colorado's kind of cultural too. But in the South, it's like, that's where everybody goes. Right. High school, middle school. So that's where you hang out. It's kind of a rite of passage. You go yeah. and you hang out at Sonic. You hang out in the, like we used to sit in lawn chairs in the back yep. of my truck yep. at Sonic. It's the place to go. Yeah. And uh, we'd hang out after school. I got kicked out many, many times right. at Sonic yeah. from the manager um, for being loud and being crazy yeah. and doing stupid things. But um, It's also cool to work there. It is cool too. to work there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, back then... Um, even then they had roller skating car hops, you know, we, we try to do that occasionally now, but, yeah. um, so anyway, Chuck Harrison, talked to Chuck Harrison during that conversation. Um, Chuck showed me his financial statement, his P&L? personal, personal, no, no. He told me his personal and his bank statement. Okay. And just to like, tell me how much money he made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So remember they had like 250 stores. Yeah. So do you remember how much he had? I was, over a million dollars in cash in the bank or something and i'm just you know yeah because what were you making at the time for craft i was making um thirty thousand dollars a year which was horrible yeah for the time um but also two kids two kids and did mom we actually just we actually just bought our first house yep in oklahoma city right bought our first house in oklahoma city we bought this um it was a rental property that we bought from a gentleman which is another weird story because Because the guy that owned it was my ex-girlfriend's dad. <laughs> um, that my my wife actually did not care for that ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So it was kind of a weird... Weird scenario. scenario especially at closing when we're sitting across from them. Because back then that's what you did, right? Yeah, you don't do that now. Yeah, we had yeah. we had to go to closing to sign the document. So anyway, so we bought this house for $46,000. Three bedroom, two bath, two car garage home for 46 k In a pretty nice area no it was a gut job do you remember what the um interest rates were back then very high 12 yeah yeah i I think we paid eight and a half okay yeah that sounds right for that we did the every two week thing to or you know two weeks to try to pay it down okay eight and Um, a half percent though people still nowadays cry about three and a half right you know so right and we were lucky we were just we were thankful that we had a house it was our first house and i want to say that was 92 90, maybe it was 93, yeah. yeah, something like that. 
Did you have Lizzie before or after you got the house? Um, I think we had Lizzie and then when we were living in an apartment, gotcha. and then then we got the house, and and I don't I can't remember the whole yeah. timeline there. So that. Um, and so Chuck showed you his bank statement. Chuck showed me the bank statement. Showed you he was a high roller. Right. Whatever. Offered me a position. Um, I, I didn't accept it first. I was kind of like, I was in an office job. Um, oh, by that time I moved from a sales position to a, it was a buyer merchandiser. Mm -hmm. So I bought um, canned goods. I brought produce. I was a produce buyer for a large distributor. Um, and it was, you know, for craft food service. At the time, Kraft had a food service division. So we... Um, um, I, I liked it. I was it was getting like a three and a half percent raise every year. It was digging the digging the fact that I could move up and eventually I could become the manager of the right. procurement side. Right. But um, I got to thinking about. It. I love the restaurant business. Mm -hmm. And after I talked to, I went to Dallas, Texas, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, actually, and talked to a lot of the managers there, the general managers. They called them operating partners. Well, they had a program where you could buy in. Um, as a as a manager, yeah, you actually had signed a little note. You bought in. You bought a percentage, and at the time they were selling up to thirty percent to the GM to the GM, yeah. a general manager. Um, so that intrigued me. Pretty cool because yeah. I could own my own business. Yeah, I could kind of be my own boss. Right. Even though I had partners in the business and was regulated by Sonic, I could be my own boss and make some money. Right. Because I started talking to them, and they were making at the time it was it seemed like a lot of money to me. They were making forty five, fifty thousand dollars. Well, that's a huge increase ownership. from thirty, though. That's right. You know, yeah. And it's so, double. and so, to me, I'm like, you know, where do I sign? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's let's, you know, Amy thinks I'm nuts, but we're gonna go do this. Um, did she really think you were nuts at the time? She she kind of did, um, but but she also because we just bought a house, we just fixed it up. Yeah. We did a lot of sweat equity in that home. Right. We did everything ourselves. So, um, after that, so what we did is I ended up moving to Fort Worth, Texas with a friend of mine. I actually stayed with a friend of mine for a long time, uh, for about four months while I was in training. Uh, Amy stayed back in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, because we were trying to sell a house. Gotcha. She was actually there about six months, um, uh, but she was fortunate. My parents were there. Yeah. Uh, her parents were there. To help with kids. And to help with the kids yeah. and all that while I was there. Now, I could come back for a couple of days at a time. Then I'd drive back. Yeah. Because Dallas to Oklahoma City is about two hours. Yeah, which isn't too bad. Yeah, not too bad. So um, that so that led into that the fact that we had um, I was I was there I was working in Fort Worth I was like you know I'm gonna make a go of this I'm gonna make it right kind of moved around some different stores um, right before I was able to move Amy there we found uh, found a home that we could buy there. Um, it's hard to do that when you change jobs, you know. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Guess, yeah. And so, probably harder than than it is now. It, but yeah, yeah. So what we did was, um, oh, we had to get some special financing or something. Yeah. But I think the interest rates were a lot better then. Yeah. We bought a brand new home. It was in a new area. Yeah. Uh, it was just just built at one of their spec homes or something like yeah, that's that. That's awesome. Remember how much yeah. it was or no? I think it was close to, I think it was $99,000. Okay. That's okay. a lot. It was a two-story home. Um, you doubled, though. Doubled brick the fascia thing. on it. It was, you know, it was a decent home. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it was well-built. Right. But, but it was a <laughs> It was a track home. It was probably. a track home. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there was that style for every third home was that style. Right. You yeah, know? yeah. And um, so that's kind of what they do with a lot of that in Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, 
So, what did you sell your house for in Oklahoma? Do you remember? So we made that's the in in Oklahoma. Um, I bought and sold. I think I counted the other day. I bought and sold seventeen homes in your life personally. Yeah, and uh, that's a lot of homes that to is, buy and sell. Well, the average person only sells five, does five to seven in their lifetime. And so and well, I count my rental property because we had right. Yeah, at one time we had it still counts. Yeah, we had six rental properties. So, okay. So fast forward a little bit um, before right before she moved there, we had the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. So yeah. that happened. Uh, if you remember that or have heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard about that. Was I leaving alive? Um, yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it was 93 or 90, it was 94. The bombing was? Um, 94, 95. No, I'm sorry. You're right. It was 95. Yeah, 95. Yeah. So because I moved, I started with Sonic in 1994. The bombings happened in 95 before she was moved. able to move yeah. there. But I remember your mom calling me and saying that there's a there was a plane that crashed near the house. That's what she thought. Um, well, didn't she initially think you were there? No. Am I imagining that? Or she think our dad was there or something? No. Um, she thought she thought Papa might have been there. That's what it was. Her so, dad, Pop, yeah. so her dad uh, worked downtown. That's right. Which is where the Oklahoma City bombing was. So she couldn't get a hold of him after that. I'll like, reverse oh a little bit. Yeah. Remember Doug that I told you about? Yes. He was in the AP Murray building. He was one of my clients. Seriously? And he died in that bombing. Yeah. Really? Blind vendor. Yeah, so I had that. that oh had, my God! I know. I had, huh? had three, three different blind vendors or uh, uh, restaurants in there. They all, all those guys. So he was in the basement. So he was down. So he got covered. The building just collapsed on on uh, him. Poor guy. Dang. And then, what's weird is I saw pictures of it, of the bombing, and it scanned through the garage, and his his new truck was right there. Ah, uh, it's poor guy. Man. You know, that's horrible. It is. Um, the so, one that he was all excited to show you. Yeah, and the guy huh. was great. Dang, that sucks. So, um, so moving forward, um, let's see. We, uh, um, I know this is all boring, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I'll preface the video and make them understand what we're doing here. So, yeah. So from from here, you started in Sonic in Texas. I started in Sonic in Texas. Let's fast forward a little bit. I, I ran a restaurant in Texas. Yep. Um, I kind of helped out opening up a couple of more restaurants, and they gave me a percentage of those. Yep. I was able to buy a percentage of those. Yep. Um, so we um, um, moved on. I moved to um, back to Oklahoma for a little bit. Actually, after then, I went to work for Sonic Restaurants Incorporated. Um, Sonic Restaurants Incorporated, oh, I did a couple of restaurants for them. And then I went, ended up opening up what's called the Split Tea in Oklahoma City, yep. which is a, a combination of, of an, an old, old drive-in. Rest, old drive-in, and they put a Sonic in it, and they kept the old sign. It was kind of neat. Yeah, it was cool. Um, you know what I remember about that? What's that? I remember they uh, somebody ripped down the sign early, and it was supposed to be a surprise, but somebody drove by and took off the cover. Remember? Oh, yeah, they had a big, big, huge cover over the sign. I'd already seen it, too. Yeah. Big, huge cover over the sign, and somebody took it down before all the news Because it was supposed cameras. to be a surprise that it was going to be the Split T Sonic. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Because all the... I remember that for some And reason. the Split T was a, a formation, football formation for OU. Gotcha. OU football team. Gotcha. And that's why that restaurant was called the Split T. And then kind of some cool stuff about that one was some famous people went there, and like Tony Hawk and his wife, right? Yeah, Tony, Tony Hawk. Tony wife would go yeah. there. And then, um, you know, what's weird is I remember, I don't remember what year it was, but at the convention... Yeah. Um, Tony Hawk spoke at one of the conventions. Remember that? Yeah. yeah and he mentioned Split T Sonic. Yeah. He said, yeah, me and my wife got the one close to our house to Split T. That's what he said. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. I remember them talking about that. Right. Um, 
Okay, so anyways, you worked for corporate, split T. Yeah, I worked for corporate, opened up split T. Um, I think it was uh, 2002, I ended up, 2002. Yeah, so I think 2002. So I want to back up just a little bit because the 95 was one of the worst years of my life. Like you were born. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Two dicks so far. The second girl was born in 95. Okay. Yeah. Um, 97, Jack was born. Best okay. day of your life. Best yeah. time of your life. <laughs> Jack, Jack, you know, Jack was a little bit unique deal because we didn't think he was going to live. Yeah, yeah. He was this very stressful birth. He had RSV. Um, he was on all kinds of steroids and crap. You know, like, you guys have always told me that, but until I had Addison, I didn't really, I never really thought about it, you know? But, like, how stressful birth is in general, I can't imagine that. Then they take him away and they're like, well, he's probably going to die. Right. Because I imagine mom was freaking out. But she, she was. Said, and, I, yeah. and I think what got us through it was our faith. Yeah. Um, our faith in Christ. Really that. Because we had we had a good church, which was Wedgwood Baptist Church. That helped you out. Um, and a lot of, of church members. So um, one thing unique about our church there was we had a church shooting. I remember that, yeah. We had a guy come in. Uh, if anybody remembers that in Wedgwood Baptist, in, in uh, you can look up the news story. It was yeah. in it was in ninety six or ninety seven. So yeah. I'm going. I keep going forward and back. I, it's fine. Yeah, keep. You're good. You're Sorry. Good. So we had a church shooting where a guy, a kid, guy came in at this with C at the pole rally, um, and um, shot up a lot of the kids in our youth group. Mm. I cannot. I can't recall how many people died yeah, yeah, in that. It, yeah, it's fine. But I do remember that I was at soccer practice with you guys. Because I was helping coach soccer, yeah, and and um, I think I had a pager or something, and got back then we didn't have the cell phone, yeah. so I got a call that um, uh, there was a shooting, there was something church, going on, yeah. and and all night that night I did trips, took people home from the church, I took one of the associate pastors up to the hospital, um, just to how can I help? Yeah. You know, yeah. not saying I was a saint or anything. That's, I mean, that's a crazy experience though. It is. Yeah. It is because they had everything locked down, yeah. you know, um, everything was roped off. So, okay. Moving. Not that interesting, but it, at the time it was pretty, pretty bizarre. Yeah. That's two like massacres that happened in areas you were in though. You yeah. Know, Oklahoma city bombing was one. Yeah. Right. And you knew somebody that died in that. Yeah. And then yeah. the Westwood Baptist church was two. And you knew right. a lot of people that died in that probably. Yeah. Yeah. So. so the kid that, um, there was a kid that um, I had just met in our youth group. And I was I was in charge of one of the, um, oh, just our, our Sunday adult Bible study group. And, and so we, it, during those, we got to meet some of the new kids that had just accepted Christ, talked to them a little bit. Yeah. There was a mentorship program. Yeah. And this one kid, I'll never forget him because I thought he, he just was like in your face type guy. He was a big kid. Yeah. And he was like, I'm all about Christ. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. Christ, right? <laughs> yeah. He's I'm I'm in him. Yeah. I am him. You know, all that just like yeah. wow. Okay, dude. cool, dude. He was yeah. so excited about it. Yeah. Okay. So that kid stood up to the to the shooter really? and said, Take me, I know where I'm going. Did Do you shoot? know where you're going? You know what happened? What? Guy shot himself. The the shooter did. When that kid stood up and did that. Really? Yeah. Bizarre Dang, story. Gave me chills. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Um, so the fact that he was in your face and like that yeah. gave him the guts to stand up. Yeah. He said, Hey, I know where I'm going. Do you know where you're going? Um, interesting. So, um, <laughs> moving on SRI. 
<laughs> going, yeah. going back forward again. Yeah, you get so Sonic Restaurants Incorporated with them, uh, supervising partner. So I bought into seven restaurants in Louisiana as a partner in them. Um, you know what's interesting as a partner is is when the stores do well, you're doing your paychecks are good. Yeah, you're able to bad. make your bank note payments yeah. when they're doing bad. Um, you have what's called a cash call. Yeah, didn't know what a cash call was. Yeah, cash call is is the store lost money. So Everybody puts in money. Yeah, and there was there would be three. There was three months that I was there. That I was paying money, I wasn't making money. Yeah, and you were like, "What so like, the this hell? Sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's going on? How many stores was it? There was six stores, ended up being seven. Okay, because we built another one. And something that you kind of specialized in and still do is stores that aren't making money, make helping them make money and getting them there pretty quick. And I, I is that the case there? Kind of what I was getting getting ready to say is that I said. I'm not going to let this happen again. Yeah, screw that. I don't want to pay money. I yeah. need to make money. I work right? and pay money. That's right. Yeah. So I had saved up a little bit because we had made some money when yeah. I first got there. So what I learned to do was really focus in on numbers and there. Yep. Because I had to. Yeah. Um, I had a good partner um, uh, that was my, what what they call the director of operations yep. then. These are uh, corporate stores, right? These are corporate stores. And now they're franchised. But... Yeah, yeah, they were so, they sold later yeah. on. But... Um, uh, a guy named Al Trevino, that, that was my, oh, no he kind of taught me how to, I'd always done P&Ls and looked at P&Ls and analyzed numbers, yeah. but in a group setting and really getting individualized with my managers yeah. of what their strengths and weaknesses were. Mm -hmm. I think that I was kind of out on my own in Louisiana. There wasn't, I didn't have a whole lot of people visit me. Um, I had to learn the, the grind of doing that. Totally, yeah. I worked a lot. I worked seven days a week, and that's no joke. Um, to I had to replace managers. I had to get rid of the ones that we had a lot of theft going on. We had, you know, had a first. They had the first twenty-four hour store in Sonic, which first one ever. First one ever, huh. which wasn't fun because yeah. um, you had we had to learn the hard way that you know people will steal overnight. People yep. will do some stupid things. Yeah. They'll. You know, whatever. God, we had some crazy stuff happen at those stores, though. We did. Crazy we had um, the first the first uh, year I got there, I had a store on. Um, <sighs> I got to think of the. I got to think of the road. So anyway, I had it was on seventieth. Seventieth. I had okay. three stores on seventieth. This was right in the middle of town, not in a real good part of town. Right. But it, the store was built in nineteen seventy two. Okay. It was an old, old store. Yeah. And one of the first things that happened when I, after I got there, that, that I'll never forget my managing partner, her name was Lena Harris. Yep. And Lena had, even though it was built in 1972, the old store was the cleanest store I had. That's awesome, yeah. You could eat off the floor when you walked in. She made the kids pull their pants up. She made them, she tied <laughs> them up if they didn't. She made them clean, yeah. deep clean. Yeah. Um, great kids. Yeah. Now, mind you, I was the only white guy there. Yeah. Okay. And um, they used to tell me, Mr. Bryant, they call him Mr. Bryant, Mr. Bryant, yeah. um, you shouldn't be here at night when I come up there at night. Well, I want to see, yeah, yeah. see, what, see what's going on yeah. at night. <laughs> well, lo and behold, you know, two, two weeks later, I found out why. Yeah. The night that I was supposed to be there, the store got robbed, manager got pistol whipped, yeah. my cook got shot in yeah. the butt. I remember that, yeah. Um, funny, funny story about that is Lena, uh, her brother... Was, was like a gangster, right? He was a gangster. Yeah. He was in prison. 
At the time he was? Yeah, he at the time. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so I knew he was like a legit gangster. No, he was in charge of, at the time, it was the Crips and the Bloods. Right. And I'm not sure if that's still a thing. Right. But he was in charge of whatever the red one is. I can't remember. Yeah, think. Crips. Or the Bloods. The Bloods, sorry. Yeah. So, um, so I remember, anyway, so that person that robbed her that night, um, she had called a, a friend of her brother's, her brother in prison, still in charge while he was in prison. Yeah, yeah. Friend of her brother's had the guy that robbed him tracked down before the police. Before the even cops moved. got him, right? Yeah. Before the cops even knew where they were. Wow. Beat the guy up. Got the money back. Got the money back. <laughs> got the cash door back. Yep. And all back to the drive-in to Lena. That's some gangster but stuff, right? That there, is some gangster stuff because <laughs> the cops are like, "Well, what, what happened?" <laughs> but your money's your money's your money's back. back. We have oh, to put it's... it in evidence. Yeah. Oh, did they? I don't know. Here, it's funny. Yeah. So. They told That's Lena. Badass, they told honestly. Lena we got to put it in evidence. She goes, "I've already put it in the bank. You can't have my money." That's what she told the cop. Oh, really? Yeah. That's hilarious. She knows how they play, right? Yeah. yeah. That's some gangster shit, though, man. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so there were some there were some scary stores there, but, right? You know, some restaurants. But I, I I would say though, like for me as a the kid of all this is like us moving around to different places so much, and especially Louisiana, um, and then just working on the restaurants in general. It's taught me how to deal with everybody, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if I never experienced people. Louisiana, like how hardcore it is, yeah. you know, and the racism on both sides is hardcore in Louisiana. Hardcore. In I Louisiana, think. we hadn't experienced a lot of that either. Yeah. Your mother and I. Um, your mother taught Pilates and and uh, uh, at a studio there. Yeah. And worked for a, a, a lady and taught dance. Yeah. And I remember a lot of her clients had um, what they called help. Yeah. She said they were talking about their help. Remember the movie The Help? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, that way still. Yeah. It was that with that what they were talking about. Yeah. It was all these well to do uh, white people. White people. Yeah. Because I remember one of her client was um uh, Phillips, her last name was Phillips, was Phillips Petroleum. Yeah, Phillips sixty six, yeah. And Phillips sixty six, yeah. yeah. Um and, and they always talked about their help. Yep. Um, it's weird. It just was a different I didn't yeah. grow up that way. Yeah. I had a bunch of my friends were in in high school, we were black kids, and there was didn't think about kids. It. I didn't right. think anything about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, what I what I learned is like, I remember we would be young. Remember we'd always like walk places. Mm-hmm. You guys were just shockingly like looking back. You guys would let us kind of go do what we wanted, and there was like gas stations close by, and where we lived in Shreveport originally was straight up in the hood. Mm. Remember the townhouse. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we lived there, you know, there's drug busts all the time around us. Remember that? Right. We get our gunshots all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what I really remember though is. Learning how to de-escalate situations. Like, I remember... Um, Not stress out? Yeah, and, like, we would go around the block, and we would be, like, surrounded by some black guys. You know what I mean? And they'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up, little crackers? They would do that kind of stuff to us all the time, you know? And at first, you're like, oh, my God. And then you just learn to be cool. You right. know, they're just... They're not, they're not trying to threaten you. They're just You'd being... Be like, what up? Yeah, what's up, guys? What's going on? You know what I mean? Um, but don't try to be... Also, I see so many people, like, pander. Hey, what's up, brother? None of that. You know what I mean? Just be white. Yeah. Yeah, be cool. Be, be you, yourself. but be cool. Yeah. Be yourself. Yeah. It sure. taught me how to like deal with it. You know, because I remember they would, well, I remember walking on the street and people would like scream little cracker at me all the time and that kind of stuff. So it was like both ways, but it taught me how to deal with it. Like looking back, I'm like, it really did teach me how to handle those situations better probably. Yeah, I get it. If I hadn't been that, I don't think I'd be able to deal with it. I'd look I have to say something. You and I are related, right? Yeah. So we're, notice we're not six foot apart. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we, we might be. Like our head's probably six foot okay. apart. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So don't sneeze. This is correct. <laughs> Start so, coughing. Right. Um, hey, so uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So 
in Shreveport. Um, I, I really love Shreveport. I really do. I do too. Because yeah. Louisiana was kind of a cool. We had a guy lived down the street, was a, 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 a caterer for, he did crawfish. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's um, his name? Uh, Shaver. Yeah, yeah Shaver. Yeah. Daniel actually worked for him. Yep. Do you remember the first night he worked? No. Daniel cleaned like over, cleaned out. It was right before Thanksgiving. They were smoking turkeys. Oh, okay. And he had to gut out the turkey because they bought a whole turkey. <laughs> yeah, he had yeah. to gut out the turkeys. He came home full of guts all over him. Did he? And that, and you know, Daniel actually loves that stuff. Yeah. But he was like, I never want to gut another turkey in my life. <laughs> yeah. I think he got like over a hundred turkeys or something. Like oh that. Jesus! So anyway, we got we you know learned to eat crawfish and um, got into the kind of Louisiana culture. I really liked that. Yeah. And I tell you, the people there's there's no better. The people are just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. True Southern gentlemen, Southern people. Uh, um, every race that there is just just wonderful. Yeah, um, we uh, we absolutely uh, have have some great. Uh, Amy's one of Amy's best friends still lives there. Yeah, and you know so Emily, Emily, yeah, yeah. and so quite a bit younger than her, but they they get along real well. Yeah, so um, so I'm just gonna preface all this really quick. So in the in the whole time you from the beginning of you getting in Sonic, your whole goal the whole time. Correct me if I'm wrong was you wanted to own your own stores. Right? Yeah, so was that kind of the ultimate goal? Yeah, so right in the middle of in the middle of in between like you were always a partner, but they were never yours. I was a supervising yeah. partner, but they were never quite mine. Like I you didn't have myself. full say. I was a I was a licensed franchisee partner, but I wasn't the franchisee, right? Right. right. So, it wasn't the control I didn't have the controlling interest. Right. Yeah. And so um I got an opportunity, I think it was in 2006 to uh, 2007, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah, 2007, right before the crash. Right before the crash, 2007. Um, Sonic wanted to do a partnership. They want to open up stores in, in Chicago. Indiana, in Chicago. Well, yeah. And so their first one was going gonna to be I-80 corridor, kind of South Bend, Indiana. Mishawaka. Uh, Mishawaka, yeah. and then going west on 80 yeah. into... Um, uh, all the all the suburbs of That's Chicago. In Illinois, yeah. Okay. Uh, the goal was, I think, 27 stores. Okay, yep. So I stepped up to the plate yep. and with them and formed a partnership. Yep. After two years, I could vest, be vested at a 50% partnership. Gotcha. Actually, 51%. So you'd be the controlling. So I would be the controlling interest. Didn't have a whole lot of cash in the bank, so it made sense that I could partner up with Sonic. Totally. Let yeah. them... Help me tote the note and do yep. that kind of thing. Yep. So, um, for me, that was a, a big deal. Big opportunity. To make, big opportunity for that many restaurants. Twenty-seven to open. lots. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we moved there in in '08, uh, beginning of '08. Uh, the first store was being opened up in um, uh, in South Bend itself. Second one in Meshawaka. They opened up right one after the other. '08. Um, crash happened during the middle of all this right we had these huge openings we yeah. actually did um remember we, i told you the numbers on this but you actually helped the yeah, you were old enough to help out not like really were, i was like 12 13 yeah. yeah so you were helping out. i remember you serving drinks yeah we the people would, waiting in line there's people waiting like three hours in line right there was people yeah. waiting actually overnight yeah dude, before true. we opened yeah um and because so would, it was their first sonic that right. they'd ever seen yeah and they we saw did. commercials for years. Like Sonic prefaced it, try to get it. We had we already had ready. the two guys by then. Yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought. How long have they been there? They yeah. were there a long time. I thought so. They just stopped using them. Okay. So recently? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Because the new marketing company. Yeah, and what yeah. they're doing, what they're doing now, is this new, 
Okay. It's for reality commercials. Like, okay. It's real people. Right. Okay. That's cool. So, yeah. Um, so, then we moved into this um, mode of, uh, uh, we were going to open up, I think, that next year we were supposed to have six drive-ins. Okay. Over in the Chicago side. Crash hit. Yeah. A lot of things started happening. 09 yeah. uh, came on. Uh, we were doing well. Um and then we did open some, open up, I think, five, maybe six restaurants in, in Chicago. Chicago yep. There was another guy that was helping me operate those two, so it was me and him, yep. really, that knew Sonic. Um, we helped each other out with people and all that. So um, it's those stores actually in 09, I believe, sold um, right. to the president of Sonic, actually bought them. At or, the, I president worked, at the time. Yeah. President at the time. I worked for him for a while, um, helped him build... Uh, a few more restaurants yep. really managed these because there wasn't a whole lot of expansion going on. Right. The reason the Sonic sold those and didn't honor our obligation or our agreement was because of the crash. Right. Sonic actually was selling Everything. off restaurants. Yeah. I got a group of a couple investors to try to buy the stores, but they had already sold those stores. Before you could do it. Yeah, yeah. before. before kind of out from underneath you a little bit, right? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. A little bit of hard feelings there. Yeah. Um, yeah, out from underneath me. Um, yeah, hey, we got this deal with you. Um, it's a signed agreement, but right. it still was, you know, so it was a little bit, a little bit odd. I started looking around at some different concepts, talked about thinking about doing something else. Yeah. You know, um, can I ask like, yeah, during all of this, like at this point you've been Sonic for 15 years, right? Just roughly. About, yeah. Roughly. 15 years. First off, nobody nowadays sticks anything for 15 years, Yeah. but 15 years. Where was your, what was your, what were you thinking like in your head at the time? Because I remember your income got cut in half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which for, I think for us at the time, I remember when it got cut in half because our meals all switched to like, oh, we're having potatoes every night. You know, <laughs> I remember that. I really do. Right. Potatoes and salad or whatever, right. you know. Um, what were you thinking in your head? Because you were like, you've been working 15 years to get these stores. Let me, let me reverse, go back to my dad. Okay. okay. Um. And my mother, they kind of instilled in me, stay with you, stick with the company, you're loyal to that company. Yeah. I'd always, I think people in my age, it's kind of like, you go to work for General Motors, you stay with General Motors. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. And it, it, that's kind of what it was instilled in everybody's head right. to do that. Yeah. Not to go open up a coffee shop. Totally. Yeah. Or go do all those things on your own. My dad, um, I remember talking to my dad through this um, in 07, okay? My dad ended up passing away in 09. Yeah. But man, talked to him and he said, son, do your own thing. You've done this long enough. You need to go do your own thing. So that's what led me really to talking to other people. Gotcha. Or do, looking at other concepts yeah. and doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he said, you've done this long enough. You need to go do your own deal. It was very difficult to do during the, during the crash, right? Yeah, no one was doing anything. No one was doing anything. Yeah. Sonic was just barely hanging on a lot of their, a lot of their areas. Um, you know, discounting the heck out of the menu. I remember that. Yeah. Ninety nine cent this, ninety nine yeah. cent that. We weren't making any profit. Um, so so consequently, yeah, I took I took quite a bit of a, a pay cut. Um right around this time is when I first started was old enough to legally work. Yeah. Right. So then I started working at Sonic right during this time. Because I remember what yeah. I remember about this time compared to any other time was I've never had more people complain really? customer wise. Okay. okay. Um, 
Oh, because they're unhappy? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of out, people. You know? In that part of the world, Chicago, South Bend, yeah. Indiana, heavy industrial. Got heavy, hit hard. Heavy industrial. They, they, in South Bend, they manufactured parts for the auto industry. The auto yep. industry just Tank. nothing. Yep. And so there was a lot of people laid off. Yeah, so good point. Yeah. Um, I forgot to tell you, when I, went to, when I went there, Daniel had actually started working for Sonic in Louisiana. Um, yep. And Lizzie uh, didn't quite know Sonic yet. Yep. Um, but Dan and I were the only two people when we opened up those two restaurants at New Sonic. Yeah, I remember that. The only two people. Up in the whole store. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember Dan was in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. We had to bring in, 18. we brought in an A-team, which was yeah. a team from other stores. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so <clears throat> that that really taught me how to buckle down. Yeah, um, and, and not spend and, money. Yeah. And, and not spend money. I'll tell you what that, other, that market did for, for me is a cold weather market, snow. I wasn't used to that. Yeah. Remember, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana is where I've been, right? Which is year-round sales. Year-round sales. Yep. February is a rocking month for us yep. usually. Yep. February in South Bend, Indiana Nothing. was covered snow, <laughs> lake of lake effect snow. Yeah, screw that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so we I had to get used to that. Yeah. Used to gr really grinding it yeah. through that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm talking God, it's about grindy work. It is. Yeah, and it's, it's so talking grindy. about going down to two people in a restaurant. One of them's you. Yeah. <laughs> One of them's you. One of yeah. them's the manager. Yeah. You you just do what you got to do, right? And you go from first gear to fifth gear. When it goes into spring, you better be ready. Yeah, because yeah, if you don't have staff, you're screwed. Yeah. 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 And so it's the it's the most weather driven concept out there totally. as far as yeah. a, a QSR. Yeah. Um, you can almost predict sales off of weather. Honestly, yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Okay, so your mindset. Whenever all this went down, you said your dad had already prefaced it for you, basically. My dad had prefaced it for me because he said there's going to be good times, there's going to be bad times, and he said the good times will outweigh the bad if you grind, if you stick to it. He yeah. didn't say grind, but he said right. you stick to it. It's a term. Now. Stick with the company. Um, you know. Um, so, really, what I did was I moved. I, I took that opportunity um, from there. I worked for the guy that bought them for a couple years, um, helping him and getting getting him back up um getting the stores i guess what i'm curious about is like this is kind of selfish for me but for mm -hmm. like the future because my kids will be able to look at this video right now and uh, think oh this is what my granddad was thinking about right i think i hear i've always heard you talk about stuff but i've never heard like what were you what was going through your head you know what i mean you got four kids a wife that wasn't making any money yeah you income cut in half mm -hmm. your goal was to own these stores you didn't get it where you like man screw this my or goal where, was still to own my store. or where you're like focused my goal was still at that time to own my own restaurants and get into my own deal so now your focus just switched from okay maybe it's not just sonic maybe it's something else yeah kind of. so i'd seen i'd grown up and seen a lot of guys i grew up with a guy that owned five wendy's yep he did very well five Wendy's. yeah yep. five wendy's and they drove nice cars in a big nice house uh guys that own multiple concepts i'm not talking about just restaurants right, right. there was a guy that lived next to us that was a, that owned uh two uh, uh upholstery places yeah. did very well business ownership was always my thing yeah okay plus um, your dad owned a business but so. dad owned a business um you know when i was going to school i actually went to school initially in landscape architecture um at oklahoma state and and i thought i was going to run my own landscaping business yeah. But since I worked in a restaurant, I kind of got hooked in the whole restaurant yeah. thing. So I think when that, more than anything, I wanted to do that. 
yeah, I had to take a pay cut, but I could also see that there was going to be a turnaround. Right. Okay. I could also see that this is what I know. This is what I'm good at. I'm not great at it, but I'm fairly good at it and I know it. Yeah. So, so do it. Okay. And that's, that's really what stuck in my mind is that keep on going, keep doing it. So, um, I had an opportunity to get with a guy uh, in Colorado that had seven restaurants. Um, he was trying to train his kids to take it over and to run it. And he needed somebody as a buffer for that because he wasn't real good with his kids. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I was that guy. I yeah. came in, got the stores up and running. I came in at a really low salary. Yeah. But I said, hey. Everything's based off your bonus, right? I yeah. said, hey, just, just give me this percent for a bonus. Um, easy. Yeah, because at the time they weren't making any money. They weren't making any money. Yeah. But I could, again. So you knew they could make money. Exactly. Yeah. But again, I knew, because yeah. you said it earlier. Yeah. I could take stores that were not doing so well and turn them around. It's all about people. In so, it's with people, but with Sonic, it's so easy, so easy to let everything slip. Oh yeah. You know, if you're not on top of it at all times, it's you're screwed. You make no money. Yeah. So you first, saw an opportunity. First of all, first of all, you hire the right people. Yep. You train them the right way to do things. Yep. Train them, train them in numbers that they may not ever have known before. Yep. How to manage their food and how to manage their people. That's it. And give them incentives that if they do better, they make more money. Exactly. Yeah. And who cares if they make great money? Yeah. If they're making good money and they're bonusing well, you're doing well. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. Within Sonic, if you're with the right group anyways and your salary is based off of bonuses and stuff, we have managers that can make 80 grand a year easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. easily. Yeah. Now, I know managers that run like really high-volume stores and make like 140 You know what I mean? Wow. But they're running like three, three and a half million dollar stores, but still. I like some of those stores in California. Yeah, when, you're, when you're, your income is based off of your performance... Yeah. The right person steps up. You know what I mean? Right. The right type of person anyways. So in, in, in Colorado, we really liked Colorado. So Amy and I had gone to our honeymoon in Colorado. Yep. We didn't have any money. We just drove up there and went yeah, skiing yeah. for a couple of days. Yeah. But we um, uh, really loved Colorado. So we thought this would be cool. We're going to go do that. In the southern Colorado Springs, it's Pueblo West, Pueblo area, um, these seven stores. So we really had... Um, they were good stores, good volume stores that just needed some direction. Turn yep. them around. We actually opened up our own business. Finally did it, right? Oh, yeah. Cultura. Cultura. Yep. Um, Amy actually ran it. Yep. At the time, you guys were in high school and yep. doing it. And, and, and by the way, moving around, you know, Daniel was really the only one that graduated from a structured high school setting. Yeah, we were all You guys were all homeschooled. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Because we moved around so much. Yeah. Right? But actually, when Mom opened Cultura, I was already running a Sonic. Well, that's right. I was running Pueblo that's West. That's right. Yeah. So, so you had taken over Pueblo West Sonic. Yep. At eighteen. Yep. You became a general manager. I think the day you turned eighteen. It was like three or four days after you guys okay. officially offered it to me. Yeah. yeah. Because we were looking for a general manager. It just looked... worked out perfect. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember this? I had in my room, um, stuff plastered everywhere, like a vision board type thing. I had like the car I wanted, and then I had written out. You read it one time, and you called me, and you're like, um, "It said I'm gonna be a GM when I turn 18. Because nice. yeah. I was assistant I manager that. at the time, remember? Yeah. Um, okay, so sorry, I had to restart the camera. Um, anyway, so do you remember on my wall in my bedroom downstairs in Colorado, I had on the wall, I had when I was going to become a GM, which is at 18. Right. Um, I had a like car I wanted and stuff like that. I still do this kind of stuff, but um, differently yeah. now. I do it on my phone and on my computer now. But kind of get cold out here. It is getting <laughs> chilly. <laughs> I should have this fire going. I know. Um, anyways, I remember you called me one time. 
and I was like so focused on it. I was like, I would, because I was a system manager at the time. Right. Um, and I would work there. I don't remember exactly what my shifts I was doing, but I, was, I think I was closing a lot. Um, seems like that's all I did at Tonk was close. But also in the mornings, I was working at the country club. Remember that? At the tennis center. That's right. Yeah. And I remember, that's all I really did. I'd go to the country work. club, get there at 7.30, and then I would get off at 3, go in at 3.30 to Sonic, and like 3.30 to close. Um, wake up and do it again. So I remember just being so focused on it, and I'd work 40 hours a week on the clock at Sonic, and I'd probably work like 15 to 20 off, just to try to like watch Michelle, or whoever was my GM at the time. Like yeah. they would always, I would always be like, hey, if you show me how to do truck work, I'll do it for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they would teach me stuff. I remember one time you called me, you go, yeah, I saw your wallet on there. Do you want to be a G when you're 10, 18? And you're like, you know, I think it would be best if you waited till you were 20. That's what you said to me. And I remember you saying that to me. You're like, that's just something about, you know, you're not a teenager anymore. People look at you a little different. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He yeah. told me all this. And I remember thinking in my head, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> that's what I, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm doing 18. So I just kept staying focused on 18. You know, I think what is competitive because I wasn't a GM at 18. So I oh, want, yeah. I didn't want you to be, beat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, that's funny, actually. But no, and I was thinking at the time, I was like a couple months away from turning 18. I was like, how am I going to get a store? That's right. what I was thinking because all, right. all the stores were taken. No right. one was about to leave or anything that I thought of. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. It's going to work out. No one's going to, and I thought in my head, no one's going to get fired for me. I don't want that to happen. Right. And that's what my thing was. I was like, I don't want someone to be fired because they want me to take their place ever, you know? Um, and anyways, long story short, someone quit at the, and it was the store that I wanted to run the perfect timing for me to, we lived right there. Yeah. Perfect the timing for me to turn 18 and then do it right away. Right. I remember when you called me and you were like, Hey, you know, you want to run a store? <laughs> You were like, Pueblo West, that's what me and Kenton talked about. So I was like, sweet. Um, I always yeah. tell everybody that, I used to tell everybody that, you know, my dad didn't actually promote me because he didn't want me to be until I was 20. It was his boss. <laughs> that's what I would tell him. So they wouldn't be like, your dad did it. You've always had me. this thing about the fact that you thought that working for me or working for Sonic, yeah. that people would think that you that you got given that job. Right, yeah. So you worked so you, extra hard. Everything I could to make sure they didn't So you work that. extra yeah. hard. To make sure that people understand that you actually could work. Right, yeah. And so I always, that always intrigued me. And I will say that I, I, you know, I wish we were almost, almost wish we were more talking about our family. Why? And uh, just because I enjoy, I don't enjoy a whole lot talking about about Sonic and myself. Yeah, no, I get you. You know, I enjoy talking about my family like, like, you know, Dana was in in fencing, went to the Junior Olympics and fencing. Yeah. you know, and, and I love that that whole um, deal of uh, growing up and going hunting with you guys yeah. and fishing. And yeah. there was a lot of fun stuff that We've we did. We've done a lot of stuff. And, like, as I, as I met more people in my life and talked to more people, we've done a lot of stuff. We have. In our life. We didn't take a lot of big vacations or no. anything like that. Yeah. But but we've done I can't really of... recall any vacations, really, like, vividly. We, we, did, we did some fly fishing vacations. Yep. We enjoy all enjoy flying. Yeah, we never fishing. went to like resorts or anything. No, you know what I mean? No, we, we didn't don't. do that. We always did something outside or <laughs> went to water parks. Oh, Wisconsin Delts. Yeah, Wisconsin Delts. Those are sweet, actually. Yeah. Those are cool. Um, no, but yeah, Daniel did go to the Junior Olympics. Daniel is like the most. I'm going to have him on the podcast too. Like, I'm excited okay. for that one, actually. For him to just talk about the outdoors or whatever. Um, I'd love to hear that. I know. I can, he could ramble forever about that kind of stuff. But looking at it as like the dad of all of us. I always think about this. Not always, but every once in a while I think about how different all of us are. 
Yeah. We're so free. We're also freaking different. You know what I mean? We don't even have the same interests, really. Any right. of us. Right. And I find that interesting, you know. And that's what I was going to say is that um, with you guys, again, I loved tennis. I yeah. I absolutely Why? love watching you guys play tennis. I miss it. I miss it really? like the world. Really? That's funny. Because I loved watching you guys play. He and Jack both. Yeah played tennis all through high school yeah so what's funny is because you homeschooled i guess you could explain that because you you played for playboy West high school yeah so in colorado you're allowed to if you homeschool you have to turn in your grades um you're allowed to play for sports teams yeah there, for whatever area you're in um so it's pretty cool we got to play for high school there um we were walk-ons no one knew who we were and we took everybody's spots and they were all mad at us at first but then we ended up like, getting a lot of so what it, what it so. was is you guys started playing tennis when you were i was seven. nine Jack was seven. seven and yeah. nine. Started taking lessons in Louisiana from yep. Tommy. Yep, Tommy Poyak. Tommy Poyak. Yeah. And um, so they started taking lessons, and then. Um, so our very first coach was the number one tennis player from Bosnia. That's right. Yeah. So he was yeah. a great first coach to have. Right. He's very old school, but good. It was a very How old good was foundation. He at the time seventy, probably something like that. Yeah. But he was great. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cheap. Um. <laughs> he was very cheap. He's a very cheap coach. Um, for how good he was. I remember he sure. to, to keep you guys healthy, he said you need to drink a lot of Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, that was the thing, yeah. <laughs> he would give us like, he'd be like, hey, if you make this shot in, I'll give you a can of Coke. Yeah. If you make this shot in, I'll give you a can of Coke. I remember that. Yeah, that's funny. And then your mother was stressed out because they need to have water. Yeah. And they need to stay healthy. Like, no, no, they're oh, fine. No, that's healthy. Coke. <laughs> Coke is healthy, yeah. <laughs> he is funny, dude. Um, and what did you like about tennis, though? You like watching? I just love the competitiveness. I like and watching We were, we were like a higher level, too. It wasn't like playing around. Yeah, it was like it was, really serious. Yeah, yeah, because you were you got you were doubles, and then you were were you the number three, and then so number one. I was number three singles and number two singles. Okay. Yeah, I lost yeah. to a bullshit match in my <laughs> challenge match. I've no, that's that's his that's, that's his the, statement. Right? That's the one thing the I'm pissed. Match. That's the one thing I'm pissed about. I remember specifically. Um, I wonder if he's listening to this. It'd be hilarious. But I remember specifically the freaking. The kid that I played against in my challenge match for one singles, first off, I was definitely better than him. Um, but tennis is such a mental game. Yeah. That that oh, yeah. that off season between those um, seasons of tennis, that's all I did. I you only played it. tennis, worked out, cross trained, um, read books on it. That's all I focused on was tennis because I was like, I'm gonna be number one. Well, you worked team. at Sonic too, <laughs> right? But that's forty hours a week is really nothing when you're when you're right. high school. Right. Um, that's less than kids go to school almost. You know? Right. So would work, but that didn't really distract me. It's work, work to play tennis, um, worked out to get ready for it. Because that last year, I didn't really have any homework, home school, schooling left to do. Okay. I was pretty much done. Okay. So I just work and do that. And I was I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna beat this kid. I was all the kids I knew I was gonna beat that I lost to last year, um, and I beat all of them except for him. But so in the challenge match, the way it works is you play everybody on your school's team, and the best player goes to the top, so on and so forth. Jack and I should have been number one and two, but because of me. We were two and three. Um, anyways, I lost to him, and I'd never been more pissed off in a match because he was calling everything out that was in, and I screamed at him. I was like, what the fuck, you know? And then I remember his dad was a cop, and he was watching me oh, from yeah. the sidelines. Yeah. Um, watching me from the sidelines and kept telling me to shut up. Um, and then the coach goes, what's going on over here? And I was like, I was like, this little pussy's cheating. You know, I was oh, so no. pissed. I was so mad about it. Um, yeah, I and remember then, that. And then after that, Nowadays, I would have been like, "You want to play that game?" I would have just done it back to him, probably. You know what I mean? Right. But at the time, I just got pissed, more pissed, 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 and I just messed up and my it's head. Still, you said mental game. 
yeah. when you think about. He messed with my head by doing that. You know what's funny yeah. about that? Because you think about that with Djokovic, with, with those totally. guys in a high level. It's a mental game with them, too. Totally. Because he can be on top. Next day, it's, you know, it's whoever, it's yeah. whoever yeah. that's on top. Tennis um, is, uh, in Rafael Nadal's book, he says tennis is um, 5% skill. That's all he thinks. He thinks it's 95% mental. Unless you're Serena Williams. If you can just smoke people she's with the beast. serve. Yeah, she's a beast. <laughs> Be- beats um, people down with that serve. Yeah, she's an absolute animal. Um, but, yeah, no, the uh, tennis is so mental, it's insane. So I lost that match, but then I did really well that year. Number two, obviously, because I should have been number one. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's still both. Yeah, it's still, no, it doesn't really bother me. I just, like, looking back, and I've learned from that. Like, I overreacted mentally and got mad rather than staying calm and playing what I knew I'd play. Right. You know what I mean? But, but, yeah, I loved watching tennis. You guys play tennis. Watching... Lizzie with her with dance, yep. um, you know, and she just absolutely loved that as a kid, and and uh, you know, and I miss those times. Yeah. So yeah, that makes I, sense. I'd almost rather have an entire podcast about our family. Yeah. And the fun times and the and things we've done together, yeah. and 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 moving around the new adventures. Yeah. And friends, um, churches we yeah. were involved with. Well, this podcast is just getting everybody introduced to you, so okay, we'll do another one later. Yeah. So um, anyway. Um, career-wise, you know, we again, we were in Louisiana. Excuse me. Oh, we were in Colorado. In yep, Colorado. Right. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, you ended up turning those stores around. We turned those, yeah, and, and, and it took a lot of hard work. And it's, yeah. and remember and what I always do, really what I always tell people, which is true, is not me. It's them doing the work. Yeah. Even, even though I'm leading them and leading the charge. A good leader leads the charge. Right. But without good people, that's useless. You've got to have the good people. Yeah. I mean, that's the most important thing in this. And we got rid of three managers that were just kind of floating, just mm-hmm. kind of going in and doing their thing. And you have to get rid of those people yeah. that are not part of the mix and really making things happen. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's mental. It's just like tennis. Yeah, it is. It's mental. Um, and getting in and doing, doing the work. Um, it's hard work. Yeah. It really is. Sonic can be very, very stressful. Yeah. Very. And uh, if you'll read a lot of the stats on, on mental stress, and the restaurants are ranked either number one or number two yeah. on, on mentally stressful jobs. Um, you know, in our, rest, in our concepts, we're, we're now open 6 a.m. to midnight in most of our restaurants. It's a long day. Yeah, which is really 5 to 1 if you work there. Yeah, 5 yeah. to 1. Yeah. And so... Um, so in Colorado, we uh, we opened up our own restaurant, which was called Cultura. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a health food yep. concept. Awesome concept. Um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. To open up, and actually, my Sonic partner there um, uh, owned the building, built the building with us, and and we we managed and, and uh, owned the business outright. Um, but you know, I was still itching to do my own thing. Right. Um, my own thing with Sonic. With Sonic, yeah. Okay. And I worked on doing that in Colorado. I kind of got some, I had some financing together. Um, had some uh, um, investors, didn't you? Some investors yeah. that, that were going to do it with me. I could still get the majority, but but had uh, had some investors to go do four or five restaurants. Yep, I remember that. And um, so we were looking around the Colorado area. And uh, by this time, Dana was in college. Uh, uh, when we were in Colorado, finishing up college at South Dakota State. Yeah, he was State. like in the last year or something. Yeah. Wasn't he? At South Dakota State. And we had gone to South Dakota a, a few times. 
I really liked the, the hills. Black you know, hills. actually, he'd already graduated. And we, Had he? Yeah, because we went to his wedding before we even talked about the stores here. Okay. Because okay. we went to his wedding in Sioux Falls. Remember? Yeah, there's gunshots? somebody being shot back here in the middle there's of the night. There's the gunshots so. going off. Um, yeah. So. Anyways, anyway. yeah, so we, we went to the wedding in Sioux Falls before even we talked about the stores. Right. So that was 2015? Yeah. Yeah. The wedding? Okay. They get married in 15 or 14? Somewhere in there. Right after Dana graduated, they got married. We right. went to Sioux Falls, and then we drove through Rapid City. Right. Because we stayed at the right. Alex Johnson. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So anyway, but I'd always been intrigued with South Dakota. I like yeah. South Dakota. A lot of I like the I like the state first yep. of all, eight hundred thousand people, yep. um, spread out, yep. hunting and fishing. It's an awesome state. It's really an awesome is. state. Yeah. A lot of a lot of deregulation. Yep. There's not a whole lot of government intervention. Things yeah. like that. No state taxes. There's yep. a lot of good things. There about is. It. Yeah. So um, yeah, we drove through. We saw the store. So that's right. Because we drove by the Rushmore Road store. Yep. Um, yeah, we did. And then I started inquiring about these restaurants because. I had heard to the great front that they weren't doing too well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they weren't for sale. No, they weren't yeah, for sale. I remember that. Yeah. They weren't for sale. Um, so I was one of these people that if somebody, if I knew, if A, if I knew they weren't doing well, yep. B, if they knew I wanted to sell, I'm just going to call. Yeah. Why I'm not? just going to say, hey, what's up? My name's Brian. Ever be interested? Yeah. I'm in Sonic. If you're interested in selling, here's my number. So I happened to call. That's what I do in real estate now. <laughs> called somebody here. Yeah. Um, said, hey. Are you interested in selling? No, not really. And I said, but I can come in and run them for you, and maybe I can partner up with you and make and so you don't have to run them anymore. Yeah. Like, hell yes, come Let's see us. Yeah. So we looked at that. We came out here. Um, you know, ended up doing a getting a bank note and just bought them. Yep. Bought the restaurants. There yep. was there was three restaurants, um, two in Rapid City, one in Sioux Falls. And which, for people who don't know, they might think, oh, three restaurants are doing well. You really don't make that much money off three restaurants. No. Yeah. No. Um, the only one that was making money was Sioux Falls, Falls yeah. at the time. So the other ones were actually losing. I think I think at the time, um, the one on Jackson and Rapid City was losing about $45,000 a year. Yeah. Um, the one in uh, uh, on Rushmore Road was actually gaining about sixty. So those were about a wash. So you made twenty grand. 60000 a year. To, so you could make, yeah, I just bought... These two had just bought a $20,000 a year job, right? <laughs> yeah. With a bank note, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they just So I had to buy a bank, yeah. had a bank note every month. Yeah. So, so um, you were really negative on that. Really those. negative on that. Yeah. So had to depend on I that think most suit. people can't comprehend buying something that you own money. and losing money every month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what um, that's like. It's the fun of just having a business to pay people. Yeah. And it's yeah. the way. And everybody that works for you thinks you're, you know, Filthy a rich. millionaire. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but you, you turn things around and you really make things happen. And it's about having the right people on yeah. board. Um, and, and I think and it that's... it takes six months to a year to really get that. Yeah. they, yeah. You know, and, and they used to say, oh, it takes six months. And it really does take a full year yeah, to, to get really them turned get around, around right. Yeah. Um, especially when you have to change people out. Yeah. Um, and make sure that you got the right people running it. Because, you know, at first I started, I, I was in operations every day. Yeah. Um, running restaurants here. Yeah. And making sure that they were right because that's what I had to do. That's what I knew to do. Yeah. Um, I'm not the smartest guy, but I can get in and work it and, yeah. and make it and turn it around a little bit. So, um, you know, and then Sioux Falls is when um, that store was such a high volume, almost a, a, a $2 million a year store in sales. Yeah. And so that store we had to get in. I think they had... 
half the staff. That well, the when I first had. went there, they had 16 people. Yeah. And you, we when needed When I went there, we had 13. So yeah. um, I called Christian. We had to hire three people. I called Christian, <laughs> which was living in Colorado, and I said, hey, I need your help. Yeah. 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 I just uh, started trying to get my feet wet in real estate in Colorado. Yeah. Basically. Got your license. You started getting your feet wet and, yeah. and things like that. But I needed his expertise. I needed his help. Yep. And you you stepped up. You and a, a friend of yours stepped up and came out. Um, Lizzie was already there. Yep. Lizzie was already helping. So poor Lizzie and your mother. <laughs> poor Lizzie and your mother. I had to get back to Rapid City. I left them in Sioux Falls to help run that location. To give you guys an example of how much of hell this was is we had 13 people in the store and you did about 45. Yeah. And you're open 6 a.m. to midnight. Yeah. And most days we were working 6 a.m. to midnight. <laughs> you know, right. literally. Yeah. Yeah. So there'd be there'd be days maybe you could get out of there. Maybe you could come in a little bit later. Maybe like come at in nine at 9. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe you can leave at 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 12, 13, 14 hour days every single day. And I, I worked probably 14 to 17 hours a day is what I would say for at least the first six months. So your end goal in these, yeah. in, in these restaurants is to hire people so you don't have to do or that. replace yourself. Yeah. And replace that's what we were doing. Yeah, we were hiring like crazy. Yeah. Right. But then three months into me being there, the general manager quit. Remember? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think, you know, the, the hardest struggle in these restaurants in particular and really across the nation back then, Unemployment was too low. Um, unemployment started dropping to it to an astronomically low level. Okay. This was 2015, end of 2015, 2016. April 2016 is when I got there. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, we had been there since. You guys have been there like three months before me. Three months before. Yeah. Okay. So, beginning of 2016. Yeah. So, we had, um, uh, Sioux Falls itself has all these, um, what is it called? The, the, uh. Um, oh, the call centers. Call centers yeah. for credit bank card cards, companies. for yeah. credit card companies, processing companies, yeah. because there's no cap on uh, uh, interest rates here. That right. At the time, there wasn't a cap on interest rates, so they could charge anything they wanted. Yeah. So all the you know all the big premier banks had their call centers right. there. So everybody was taking these unskilled call jobs and so on and so forth. And the meatpacking plant, by the way. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So which was the biggest employer. So the the unemployment there was like one point eight percent, something Which, really low. Do you know the stats that if unemployment to be a healthy unemployment is six percent because the average number of people is like four to five percent are always transitioning, and they're considered in the unemployment. So how do you even get that low then? If you're even, they say if you're even below, if you're below six percent, it's yeah. actually negative unemployment. Okay. Because of the transition people. Are it's because transition and the other unemployment is people who aren't working because they have another person in the house that is working or they don't want to work. See. And those are all kind of numbers. I've learned that recently and I was wow. like, that's why it's such a pain in the ass. Well, the, the issue is, is you get people there. Yep. The next day they'll leave. Yeah. Because the place next door will offer you 50 cents more. We had, when I arrived there, 450% turnover. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. That's right. Yeah. So it means you get a full new staff four times a year. Yeah. Which are train? That's the most stressful thing ever, yeah. and it costs a fortune to train somebody yeah. to really get it, get them done yeah. right. So, constant turnover is not good. Um, you want to keep keep those people happy. So, so I'm gonna yeah. speed this up really quick. Yep. So we, um, so you got the three stores, got them all kind of together. That was like okay, we got these three stores. You got your first ones that you owned. Now it's time to hunt for something that can actually, basically, make you money. In the so future. I built my own restaurant. Uh, built my own Sonic Drive-In. Yep, here in Rapid. Here in Rapid City. Yep. The, the, the one on East North. 
built that one. So I gave got it that. That yep. was that was you know kind of my deal. Uh, bought that uh, that property was was there um, by the and then at the in the meantime I had been helping out on a border Mexican restaurant. Yep. So I've been helping my partners in that. My yep. partners ended up buying them out um, really that. just recently. Mm-hmm. All their 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 percentage. Um, so, so I now have of the business side, I'm at a hundred percent on that, that side of that, that concept. Really love that concept. I love working with the people there too. So moving forward, um, oh, I guess it was about two years ago, started looking for more stores. Yeah. Searching the whole U S searching the whole U S looking for more stores, worked with Sonic on this one. Some people I had known, known for a long time with Sonic, um, and, uh, uh, had a new president, started working with her a little bit and she really helped me. Uh, she was a big help, wasn't she? She was a big help, yeah. and got me involved with um, uh, Cutchall Management in Omaha. Yep, they were trying to sell their uh, their thirteen stores. Um, they had a big cash buyer that they were getting ready to sell to, and I came in. Not a cash buyer. Not a cash buyer. Had to have a bank note. Yeah, get get it all all done, and had to really sell myself to them. Yeah, said, hey, I can get these stores and help you. To where um, you can, I'll you can be the cash majority. out a little bit. You, can you cash guys out just, a bit. yeah, you guys cash out. Yeah, but you can still make money. That's right. You, can you still guys cash, cash out. I'm giving you some cash up front. We're yep. giving you X million yep. up front for these 13 restaurants. And by the way, I'm going to leave you on as partners. Yep. So they're still making cash flow and they get a little cash. They don't out. have to do anything in operations. Yep. They don't have to operate them. So they were happy. They're both in their 60s. Yep. Yeah, late 60s and said, okay, that's fine. We'll do that. Um, and, and that's what I've been doing for the past year now. Yep. Um, really year, Over a year yeah, a year, year, year and three months, year and four months, something like that. Been in Omaha, turning those stores around, got a condo over there. Yep. So we kind of go back and forth. Now the goal is to be half there, half here. Right. Um, and rapid. This is my happy place. Yeah. Yeah. I love it out here. And so we're in my dad is the king of finding deals on stuff. And somehow he found a great deal on this property, which being in real estate here, I'm like, how the hell did you find this? But yeah, yeah you got like the best spot within a 15 mile radius of Rapid City. I, I honestly think so, especially for the price. You know? Right. Yeah. And we've done a lot with it. Right. So yeah, we work, work our butts off just, you know, fixing it up. Right. And things yeah. like that. So, um, so that's really what, what, what I've done. I think that, you know, net net is, it's it's hard work, um, but it's rewarding work. I think yep. the fun, to be honest, is getting there. Yeah. I don't ever feel like I've arrived. Guys, it's weird. Like, I have these things in my head. It's like what you're talking about. Like, you have the idea of like, oh, God, I want to get there. I want to get there. I want to get there. Yeah. And then once you hit some kind of goal that you have, it's like, okay, let's do it again. What's, <laughs> you what's know, next? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I don't get I don't get excited about hitting goals. Your really. mother, um, Amy, is driven much more than I am to do more and more and more. Yeah, which I wouldn't really say that. I say she's driven differently. Well, she what I'm here's what I'm saying. She's growth. You're you're like let's figure out the, how to actually do this damn thing. Well, For let's sure. take care of what we got. Yeah. Let's make what we got profitable. Let's yeah. make what we got good. Let's get good people. No, you have to like, have a mix of that. Though. Here's what she's like after we did the 13. Where's the next 13? Right. Okay. Anyway. Slow down there, camper. I'm serious. It's like, camper. hang on just yeah. a minute. Yeah. Because. Yeah, we got to get 13 under control first. Yeah, let's get let's get the 17 we got in control of those, yeah. right? Yeah. Before you move forward. So. But I just want to point out the fact that it took you over 20 years. Yeah. It took you 20, about 22 years to first off own your own restaurant. Yeah. Own your own Sonic. Yeah. For, like, you're the majority of it. 
And then it took you about 23, 24 years. Wait, 24 years, yeah, to where you can actually own enough to make good money off of it. Right. So really, it took you 24 years. Yeah. You know? Which and along the to way, me, that's cool. I think and along really cool. the way, yeah, and then some people look up to us, God, why do you do that? Yeah. You know, but along the way, it's been fun. Yeah. And I and I got to say that it has been fun. It has been challenging at Very times. challenging, yeah. You say the time I took a pay cut yep. and I did that. You know, the time I had to do the cash calls, I didn't understand at the time. But yep. you know what? I learned from it. Yeah. I don't want to go back there. Yeah. Right? And so um, there's, there's, there's people, I would say, that I've looked to as leaders, that I've looked to for mentorship. Um, but at the end of the day, it's me. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's I've got to learn, and, and I've got to be the one to make the decisions. As I get older in life, I can tell you that you you have to depend on just your close-knit circle of friends yeah. to help you. Because nobody really, really cares about you but you. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they may lead you astray. They may say, oh, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Got a lot of friends and family that said, I shouldn't do what I'm doing. I remember. I remember, yeah. I remember how many people told you you shouldn't do Omaha. Yeah, that I shouldn't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Don't. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna get yourself in debt. Oh, you're gonna. You know what's oh, funny? Gonna, oh, you should be retiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to retire. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? Yeah. Kind of. I think it goes back to the reason you wanted me to be 20 instead of 18. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the people, but for real, people don't want you to be well, further ahead than they are. Misery loves company, or whatever yeah. you want to say. No, people yeah. definitely don't want you to be more ahead than they are. And everybody right. that was saying that to you was people that what don't have anything really. Yeah, well, you know I mean? or so, or regret not or, having, yeah, yeah, not regret doing not more. doing things, or you know what I mean. They want you to be in the same boat, I think, anyways. So very good. But so far, that's the story of Brian Morrison. So far, <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, to be continued. <laughs> All right, we got a minute sixteen until this thing shuts off again. So okay, but thanks for doing this for real. You're welcome. We'll post it and um, it. we'll do another one about the family at some point. I hope I looked right. You look beautiful, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> Coming from your second daughter over here. All right, thanks for watching, guys. Bye-bye. Hour and 20.